slash radio. You're right. What's up? It's Monday. It's your morning ritual with me, uh, Gary Lewis. KNSTAM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Why I love radio. No shirt, no tie. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Put your shirt back on, please. Well, that, okay, but what about just the tie? That's fine. Three things I think you need to know. Um, <clears throat> number one. Number one, remember those uh, tariffs? This will not get a lot of play, by the way. Remember those tariffs that Trump uh, instituted? Well, apparently it has resulted in, you ready for this? A $750 million investment at an Indiana steel plant. Oh, but it's going to destroy everything, said the guys that gave us NAFTA and all these other horrible trade deals. Oh, it's good. They're terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, uh-huh. It's just to level the damn playing field, you idiots. We, I, we don't have to worry about explaining that anymore. Right, so we Are have you that. sure about that? Well, they're going to keep on saying it. I, okay, you're right. You're right. But but you get it. Maybe not you, but you do. But you do. Who? Second thing you. that I think you need to know. Uh, this was crazy. Story in the local paper over the weekend. The U of A presents. You know, they do all the shows and stuff like that. Their director is a black woman. Or at least she was the director. She resigned because she claims that there's a culture of racism and discrimination at the U of A. What? When did Trump become the president of the U of A? When did that happen? What's going? That's what they like you to think. I thought the liberal institution of the U of A wouldn't have this stuff, right? We'll get into that as well because we have to. Third thing I think you need to know, and this is another one I saw in the local paper, um, Tucson's homicide rate for 2018, up 54% compared to last year. Why don't they just ban it? We need new laws against homicide, right? Oh, we'll talk about that too. Because what's funny is they're like, people are like, we don't know why this is happening. We have no idea. Just ban it. Every time that somebody gets killed with a gun, you want to ban the guns? Let's ban murder, ban the gun, ban the homicide, ban it all. Yeah. Three things that I think you need to know. And there's a lot of other stuff as well. But let's talk about the 800 pound gorilla. Thank you. Me. <laughs> Oh, man. I was on uh, Fox News Channel on Saturday morning. You don't say. <laughs> yep. By the way, I did it down at the uh, the U of A. That's where they, that's where they send you uh, because they have a, a robotic camera. It was a lot better studio-wise when I was up in Phoenix. I did it the last time. Uh, they're just kind of sitting in an awkward chair, and it's just kind of weird. And I'm like, hmm. And uh, I had some shiny cheeks. Shiny, I, you know, I, I tell you, the weirdest thing, again, is as you talk, you think to yourself, Am I making a goofy face? Do I look like a schmooshbag? Am I making a Mika face? What's going on right now? What's happening? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, they originally wanted me for Sunday morning for their talk radio debate. They have somebody on the left, somebody on the right. And then they're like, you know what? We already got somebody. Would you like to come on Saturday and be by yourself? I'm like, yes. And thank God, <laughs> because my mother called me. And on Sunday morning, that same nitwit, that same nut job from Vermont or New Hampshire, is there a difference? Uh, that nasty woman. She was on there again, and she was just interrupting the guy. I mean, I, I almost want to tell Fox, look, I like the pub, but I don't want to come back when she's there because it's a waste of my time. It doesn't do me any good. She's a rude son of a... <clears throat> and um, I just don't want to deal with that stuff. So anyway, thank God I didn't have that. I had almost six minutes. Uh, Leland Vitter talked to me about, uh, first, Amorosa, as if anybody cares. 
Uh, and then John Brennan. You know, it's funny. He asked me the question, and we'll, we'll get to it. You know, should the president uh, be talking more about, because I brought up that nobody cares about Omarosa. They care about money in their pocket, jobs, the border being secured. He goes, well, shouldn't the president not pick a fight with John Brennan? But, and I should have said, he didn't pick the fight. John Brennan is the one that did it. And if the president doesn't say anything, uh, he just keeps getting attacked. I'll explain that. I thought I was kind of brilliant, but that's just me. That's just what I do. Matter of fact, let's play the 85. Uh, let me just tell you, before I, I do this, though, so I had almost six minutes um, of uh, of airtime, which is really incredible. Okay. And, and uh, I'll tell you, Martha McSally is not going to invite me over for Hanukkah or Christmas or Thanksgiving or anything like that, uh, but that's okay. And even even Leland Vitter said something about Martha McSally. If you missed any of this, I'll play it for you in just a second. But let me just say again, listen, uh, Fox News has lots of people that they can invite, right, from all over the country. There's lots of talk show hosts in Arizona because uh, they wanted to talk to me about the Arizona midterms. You know, they basically want to talk about Kelly Ward, McSally, Arpaio situation. And by the way, you notice Arpaio has zero commercials running? Yep. That's how irrelevant Joe Arpaio is. It might hurt your feelings and your ears. It's just reality. So, uh, they out of all the talk show hosts, and there are, there are a decent amount of talk shows in Arizona. Now, I mean, none are as good as me. That's what my mom says. So, anyway. Um, well, she's right. She, they, about this and only this. So, uh, so. They could ask a lot, of, and they they invited me, and I'm so thankful for that. But that's that's pretty good. And and you might be saying, well, Gary, what are you doing? You know, couldn't you know you leave? Or are you going to go? So I could. I don't. I don't. We like it here. My wife and I like it here. She likes the friends that we've made. But there's better friends. She out there. likes the friends that we've made. <laughs> uh, all two of them. Anyway, so um. Uh, I mean, my kid likes it here, but what the hell does he know? He doesn't know anything different. He, but no, no, it's fine. We like it here, and I just re-signed. And, you know, one of the reasons also is, that, look, this is a great work environment. I mean, I literally, it, it's a great place to work. Uh, the people are absolutely fantastic. And the evidence of this is by the uh, the two messages that I received. The two messages of good job after being on national freaking television. And uh, it's two and uh, zero from management. <laughs> That's how much I'm love. I'm like, you know what? It's a great place to work. I'm going to stay here. To It's fine. I don't need any hugs. I don't need that stuff. It just makes me laugh. It, it makes me laugh because some people in management will get excited about a couple of uh, music people uh, making a video outside to see if an egg will cook on the pavement while debating peanut butter and jelly. And it'll be put on that station's Instagram account and 16 people will see it. And they'll say, look at what a great job they're doing. I have been seen by, uh, between being on Fox and then the video and then being shared on social media, millions, millions of views. They get 16, seeing if an egg cooks on the pavement when it's hot, arguing about peanut butter and jelly. Stop whining. I'm just pointing out how I'm loved here. Look, I like you, kind of. Yeah, no, I don't want anybody to like me. It's okay. And other people. It just cracks me up. Dislike it's just like you. It just... <laughs> So you're fine. Don't worry about it. Should I take it as that? If nobody says anything, does it mean they dislike me? Well, no news is yes. good news. Yes. No, yes, yes. But it's okay. It's all right. Well, that's how I lived the first two decades of my career. 
if nobody talked or, or looked at me or <laughs> even noticed I was at work, what exactly I was fine. do you do here? Stop. What exactly stop. do you do here? Yeah. So anyway, all right. I want to. I want you to hear uh, Leland's first question about. Uh, should we do the John Brand? Let's not. Let's do the job. Let's do the local <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> I was like a stealth employee. Yeah, off I, the know, radar. I know. I know. Let's do eighty-seven first. He basically was like. I basically told him that Kelly Ward is the obvious candidate. Actually, let's do 86. I'm sorry. Let's do 86 because he even makes a comment about Martha. Here's the first. I left the question from Leland in as well. Here we go. A three-way primary end of the month. You've got McSally, Arpaio, and Ward running against each other. And the president's essentially said nice things about all three of them but hasn't endorsed any of them. What do you make of that? Well, you know, the, the president is buddies with Joe Arpaio. Uh, he pardoned him, so I don't think the president wants to get involved and say anything bad there. Uh, he has to work with Martha McSally, and the establishment thinks McSally has the best chance at winning against Kirsten Sinema for some reason. I don't understand that. Uh, so I don't think he wants to say anything bad about her. And I think the president realizes that most of his supporters actually support Kelly Ward. Uh, mm -hmm. Kelly Ward is the closest aligned to the president in all the beliefs. Uh, Martha McSally just, I mean, she won't even come on my radio show. We've invited her for years. Yeah, well, we keep, we keep hearing talk. that she's she's awfully difficult to track down. Uh, <laughs> even the Fox News guy's like, yeah, tough to find. Tough to find. Whoops. Whoops. Um, here's one thing that I've learned. It's that, the next point that Leland brought up is that um, there was an article in Time Magazine about how it's hard to be a moderate in Arizona. And it made me think, and this is what I've learned, these guys don't know anything about the states. Like, if you read some kind of story about Arizona or Missouri or whatever, and it's written by someone that's not there, they're only guessing. They're only guessing. And Leland was, like, shocked that I didn't think that Martha would be the one to pick and the one to win and every. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Martha will win. I don't know. But he was like in check because what does he get? He gets the, these national guys that aren't in Arizona that don't know what they're really like. Uh, they're not boots on the ground like we are. Um, but that's what they invite me on. But they're formed opinions that way. And, and again, it's like a big old PR campaign, right? It's like a big old PR campaign. So uh, I just loved how he said that she, um, she's very tough to track down as well. Well, she's getting her message out, Garrett. <clears throat> I'm too busy to go on Garrett's show, but I get my message out. I know it makes a lot of sense. Um, we'll play more because we can. And uh, I thought it was interesting. When we get back, I'll play the other. He basically was like, listen, um, Roy Moore was in Alabama. Uh, if uh, if McSally's not the one, is Arizona at risk of having a Roy Moore type candidate, like a crazy person? I'm like, wait, wait, what? Because they just don't get it. So I'll, you'll hear my answer. If you missed it, you can hear it. And you can comment if you'd like, but what can you, you know, what can you say? It was greatness. Was it? I didn't like the way, you know, again, my cheeks were a little bit shiny. I'm getting total TV and I'm going to have to look, look in the mirror and start talking to find out my facial expressions. Like, Bur I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to be Ron Burgundy at some point. So it's going to have to happen. So we have that. We have a lot of stuff to get to as well besides, <laughs> besides that, including uh, the head of the Me Too movement, this chick, she called it Harvey Weinstein. Oh, she was harassed and sexually harassed and assaulted by Weinstein, whatever. Guess what's coming out about her past? Uh-oh. We'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. It is KNST. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword jackpot to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's jackpot to 200-200. 
629 on this Monday. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, 82 out now, 56% humidity. It's muggy out there. 103 for the high today. Uh, thunderstorms, the chances build back up starting tomorrow and for the, uh, well, through the weekend. Uh, but it may change. Who knows? Uh, really quick, let's play one more. We'll play some more throughout the show. Um, 87, 87, because this is the media uh, and uh, the the swamp establishment. This is what they want people to believe. Uh, listen to this. Me on Fox Does News. Republicans run the risk of Arpaio or Ward becoming something like a Roy Moore? Um, no. Uh, you know, again, that's the media and that's the establishment. Even, jo- even Joe, even, come make... on, Sh- Sheriff Joe, really? Is, right. Isn't Roy Moore? Well, no, I'm not talking what? about Sheriff Sheriff Joe at this point is irrelevant. It's really between okay. Martha and Kelly. And, and the media likes to, for some reason, and the establishment paint Kelly as, as kind of crazy. And if you actually listen to what she says, she's not crazy. Again, she's the most aligned with Trump. Martha McSally actually had a video scrubbed from YouTube when she was trying to, well, she's basically yelling at John Kelly when he was the head of Homeland Security, uh, demanding that DACA recipients be protected in Tucson. And she had it scrubbed. She runs from her past. And people make mistakes. If she just would be you know, honest and say, maybe I didn't like Trump, now I do. But the fact that she doesn't talk and she's not willing to talk is not something that people, they don't want that anymore. Boom. Like Hillary Clinton scrubbed? Well, yeah, like with a, you know, with a, with a wipe. Uh, she had it taken off uh, YouTube what she was doing so uh, look there it is uh and then we talked uh later on about kirsten Sinema. we'll get to those throughout the show but we have other stuff to talk about as well in the next hour we'll talk about uh tucson's homicide rate because it's just it's skyrocketing despite chief magnus and his uh you know his uh his glowing views of things that don't matter um and is it his fault we'll talk about that and also the culture apparently of racism and discrimination at the u of a prevents which is part of the u of a isn't that just nice? So we'll get to all that. Uh, that's in the next hour. Coming up, we have the ultimate in incivility. Another Democrat jokes around about the president dying. Isn't that nice? Caught on camera. Wait till you hear that one. And the Me Too movement leader. This is a big one. Uh, she called out Harvey Weinstein and everything else. But guess what this lady did to a boy? That's coming up right now. It's Fox. That's right. 641. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Can you do push-ups? Should I do more push-ups? Yes. You want me to do push-ups? Let's go. Get down there with that tie of yours. <laughs> and that's it. That's gross. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking up a video now of Taliban fighters prancing around their outfits. If they didn't, they just showed them. If they didn't have those automatic weapons, it'd be a bit different. Anyway, uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, this is unbelievable. The Trump tariffs resulting in, you ready for this? $750 million investment. $750 million investment into a steel plant in Indiana. All thanks to the tariffs. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Why is that number one? Because the media is going to ignore that, by the way. I saw that over the weekend. Have you seen it reported? Because I haven't. Second thing that I think you need to know, Tucson's homicide rate is up 54%, and nobody seems to know why and I don't know why these geniuses don't say we're going to ban homicides. As long as I ban it, nobody will do it, right? Third thing I think you need to know, the University of Arizona's UA Presents, uh, the director has resigned. She's a black woman, and she claims that there is a culture of uh, racism and discrimination going on there. 
which is not good. Not good at all. I thought that, that you know, how, how could, they're the ones that have safe spaces, they hate Trump, everything else. How is it possible they could have that there? We'll talk about it later on. Three things I think you need to know. I want you to hear uh, Congressman Alcee Hastings. And I know uh, yeah, he's a disgraced judge. I get all that. He's a Democratic congressman from Florida. He was at an event uh, at a rally in Sunshine, Florida. He repeated a joke he heard from Ari Silver, son of former Florida State legislator Barry Silver. Uh, Listen to this. He told the crowd. Here we go. But I will tell you uh, one joke uh, that I learned from Ari Silver, whose father is a former state legislator and is a rabbi, uh, Barry Silver. Barry asked the audience the other night in Palm Beach County, he said, do you know the difference between a crisis and a catastrophe? And no one held their hand, so Ari answered for us. He says, a crisis is if Donald Trump falls into the Potomac uh, River and can't swim. And he says, and a catastrophe is anybody saves his ass. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine if anybody said a joke like that about Obama? Somebody said you lie, and he routinely did lie, and they were called a racist. If you disagreed with Obama, he's a racist. If you joked about him not saving him, holy smokes, can you imagine? But remember, Trump supporters, Trump supporters, they're the ones that uh, joke around about death and violence and things like that and blah, 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 right? They're the ones that do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just more jokes about the president dying. And by the way, it's not racist that the black congressman would say that about the white president, right? Trump calls Don Lemon stupid and questions the intelligence of LeBron James. He's racist. This, not so much. Don't forget being called a dog. Oh, yeah, the whole dog thing is racist, even Uh, though he's called lots of white people dogs. Low IQ Maxine. Also racist. Calling someone stupid that happens to be black is, is racist. But you know what? Talk about low IQ before we get to the uh, the Hollywood thing. <laughs> yes, I want you to hear Al Sharpton because oh. there is a uh, a slovenly guy, um, uh, just a just a fat slob. I'll just put it that way. So why I say the word slovenly? That I don't know if he still does right for the the, the local rag that uh, has a man seeking man wearing ball on the back, like those kinds of ads. It's a free paper that it's it's uh, it's different. Anyway, this guy would write uh, stuff, and apparently he wrote a column because. He listens to the show, and, and why wouldn't he? Uh, that since I made fun of Al Sharpton, that also made me racist. I made fun of the way Al Sharpton spoke, which I make fun of the way John McCain speaks. I, way, I make fun of the way Jeff Flake speaks, Martha McSally speaks. The way I speak. Uh, do I? No. I make fun of the fact that you don't like guacamole. It's so gross. You're, you're gross. So apparently, uh, when I make fun of Al Sharpton, the way he speaks, then it's racist. Okay, there you go. Number 92, and so anyway, I invited the guy in because uh, I was mad. I'm like, the one thing I don't want to be called is racist. You call me a lot of things, not racist. I'm not racist. Don't call me racist. And uh, and he and he admitted on the air, he's like, well, I'm racist. I think we all are little racist. You know, I said, I'm racist. And I'm like, I'm not. But thanks for telling us that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, so he's a tool bag. So anyway, here's more Al Sharpton. It just reminds me of him when I make fun of Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, very upset. With, uh, I guess, Trump, of course, and anything else. And he has this show on MSNBC nobody watches. So you didn't see this. But he, he also tried to take down Trump with a monologue and then brought up Aretha Franklin and, and listen to this. So in the words 
of my late friend Aretha Franklin show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Respect? Well, there's that. Jeez. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Well, I won't see him on the Wheel of Fortune anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, pay your taxes, Al. Pay your taxes. So that's cool. All right. Um, this uh, this woman, Asia, Asia Argento, or is it ACA? It's ASIA, Asia. Yeah. She is a leading voice of the Me Too movement. There was a story in the New York Times over the weekend. Um, this woman was the first, one of the first, and one of the most uh, loud accusers of what Harvey Weinstein would do. She's an Italian actress. She was one of the first to publicly accuse Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault. So she's like this big leader of the Me Too movement in Hollywood. This is how messed up Hollywood is. Well, now it's come out that she actually secretly paid off a young male actor that was accusing her of sexual misconduct. He was 17. He accused her of sexual misconduct in the months after her revelations about the disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. He's like, wait a second. Wait a second. You're telling me? That you're upset with Harvey Weinstein? You paid me $380,000 to keep my mouth shut. The New York Times reports, yes, that she paid former child actor Jimmy Bennett three hundred eighty grand. Bennett claims in 2013 that the then 37-year-old Argento assaulted him in a California hotel only two months past his 17th birthday. In, eight, in California, you got to be 18 to get it on with an adult. Uh, Times reports it has seen legal documents that lay out Bennett's assault claims and the payment arrangements or arranged between his lawyers and Argento's. Oh, no. Um, Asia Argento has had tweets in the past, too, which are just really creepy. Mike Cernovich found them and posted them. This woman tweeted out, waiting for my lost long son at Jimmy Bennett in the hotel room. I cry, I sweat, I pace, I tremble. I am alive. I mean, she literally put it out there. She took a picture of him when he was younger as a child actor. You seen this? The Gateway Pundit has the link. And it's a picture, and she wrote above it, please come, C-O-M-E, at Jimmy Bennett. Jimmy Bennett. I, she was literally abusing a child, a minor. I want to say child. A minor, 17. It's not like he's six. Um, $380,000. Jimmy Bennett is now 24. He played her son in the 2004 film, The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. Apparently, he intended to sue her for $3.5 million in damages, emotional distress, lost wages, assault and battery, settled on uh, $380,000. Hmm. Just weird. His income dropped from two point seven million in the five years before the twenty thirteen encounter to an average of sixty thousand dollars since. Says it's the trauma of being uh I guess taken advantage of by her, sexually assaulted, whatever you name it. Uh he was in Amityville Horror, I guess the remake. Poseidon, hostage, uh all that stuff. He played uh, James T. Kirk, the kid, James T. Kirk, in the first uh, Star Trek Oh, wow, no kidding. So, uh, yeah, the leader of the Me Too movement, the chick, 
Uh, I mean, they're all nuts in, in Hollywood. It's not just the men. It's the women, too. And by the way, to see uh, Kevin Spacey's film came out, The Billionaire <laughs> Boys Club, <laughs> made $126 nationwide. $126. Now, it was released in all major markets. I think Phoenix was a big city, Minneapolis. $126, though. You make more standing on a street corner on a median in the middle of Tucson in a half a day, probably, than what Kevin Spacey's movie made throughout the uh, <clears throat> throughout the country. So anyway, we have that. All right, we'll continue. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello, 708. It's Monday, August 20th already. Already. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, because the media is not going to talk about this, the Trump tariffs. They're going to ruin everything, says Jeff Flake and the rest of the dopes. This is it. But stick with us on our NAFTA deal and everything else and the TPP and the Paris Climate Accord. Oh, yeah, the Iran deal. Uh, Trump's tariffs, story that I saw. Um, in the Chicago Tribune, $750 million investment at a steel manufacturing plant in Gary, Indiana. $750 million bucks. The CEO and president, David Burrett, he's president of U.S. Steel Corp., said we are experiencing a renaissance because of the Trump tariffs. But they're terrible. You don't get it. You don't understand. Uh-huh. Kind of doing what the opposite of what people thought, right? And again, these tariffs are not going to be forever, by the way. Just to make everything fair. Second thing that I think you need to know, we're going to talk about this in a minute, the Tucson uh, homicide rate this year is 54% higher than last year. What? Why is that? We'll, we'll get into that and what could happen and what should happen in my estimation. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is also what uh, the and we'll get into this too. The U of A, you know, the U of A, they uh, they don't like Trump. Remember when they had the big uh, when Trump's inauguration, they had a special event where they did any you know, like anything but Trump or anti-Trump stuff, and there were professors leading it. Well, the U of A uh, has the U of A presents right. U A presents. It's all about you know Broadway plays and shows and everything else. Well, the woman that was running it for the U of A was a black is a black woman, and she resigned saying that they have a culture of racism and discrimination. How is that possible considering their, you know, their academia, right? Mm-hmm. Three things I think you need to know. So let's talk about the, uh, and it's not exactly fun, the homicide rate. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it's what's going on. Um, this is important because this is a time when we also have uh, a record low number of police officers on the street. They can't keep them. They can't hire them fast enough. They can't find enough to hire they're leaving in droves. We're at the same level. Every single uh, eight hours, we're at the same level of uh, boots on the ground as Tucson was in the 1980s when the population was much smaller. And the Tucson City Council and the useless mayor, Mayor Roth, you know, you know the mayor's name, Jonathan Rothschild? Most people don't even know who he is because he doesn't really do much. So Rothschild literally doesn't do anything. There's no, there's no demands on the Tucson uh, police chief, Chris Magnus, to do anything or change anything because, listen, they hired him. They knew what they were getting. They knew what they were getting in this guy, a guy that, you know, stands for Black Lives Matter. Uh, his officers do not like him. He doesn't like them. It's obvious. 
There's a reason they keep on retiring and leaving and going some other place, and it's not just about the money. So anyway, um, violent crime is up. Homicides are up. And I love this in the local paper story. Uh, It says here, after a two-year uptick in homicides in Pima County, 2018 is poised to be even deadlier, but experts are unsure exactly what is behind the increase in violent deaths. Is it the crazy drugs? I was waiting for them to blame Trump, by the way. That's what it is. It's it's Trump and stuff and things like that and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what's behind the increase? What's going on? Magnus said, I don't think there's any one clear-cut indicator. He said, there are some factors that play a greater role in an ongoing basis on in homicides. The ready availability of drugs is a persistent problem. Drugs are still a very common component to a lot of these, so that continues to be a challenge. Don't most of these drugs come over from Mexico? Maybe Magnus should say, we need that wall to stop the drugs from coming over. Hmm? No? Maybe Magnus can say, we need to ban homicide. Right? Every time a gun crime is committed, ban, ban the guns. Right? Drugs are banned, yet he keeps saying drug. He says, right, drugs is a, is a big, big reason why these homicides are happening. So bans work, obviously. Right? Um, I'm just curious what you think. 880-KNST, 880-5678. What if Magnus would say, you know, maybe it's time that people actually learn about firearms, be responsible Americans, take courses, and get concealed carry permits? I mean, there's no way in hell this guy would ever say this stuff. But if you're going to protect yourself from violence, that's probably the best way to do it. Right? It's the best way. 54% increase. Homicide detectives with the TPD, they've been busy investigating 40 cases through August 15th. Last year, 45 overall. So, I mean, it is up there. It's up there. So it's much, much, much higher than what it was. And again, this is why I sit back and I say they ban gun shows in the city of Tucson. You can't have it at, at the convention center. Uh, they Remember they were destroying guns instead of letting fi- you know gun shops buy them in buyback po- policies. They were just destroying them until a judge said that's illegal. You can't do that. All of these things they were doing, by the way, again, why I don't understand. Why are homicides going up if there are no gun shows at the TCC? Why is this stuff... Everything that they have uh, said will solve the problem, which needs to be done, that, of course, feels good without any actual facts behind it. Um, they, they do the opposite. Again, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, and police are not bodyguards, right? They're not, there's nothing you could do. So you have to be responsible for yourself. But, of course, here we go. You ready for it? It says here, In this story in the local paper, year over year, the murder weapons used are typically guns. In 2017, 67% of the homicide cases involved guns, with the next most common weapon being sharp objects. Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus said, quote, This may be one of the areas we do struggle due to the prevalence of guns. So there you have it. That's there. There you go. The prevalence of guns. Hmm. It says here they try to de-escalate. 
situations. Magnus said, quote, when it's someone who's barricaded in a house with a gun, I think it's pretty evident that we put a lot of effort and time and resources into trying to reach a peaceful conclusion with individuals like that. But when someone comes out with two guns and pivots around as if to shoot, I don't know how you get around that. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so he's blaming guns, a big, well, not entirely, but a lot of it is guns. He's also going to blame mental health, and I get that as well. Now, what is going on? Why do we have such mental health problems? Because, well, people that uh, believe in the same ideology as Chief Magnus, you know what they did? They said no more institutions. They're just not right. And what happens? These people are booted on the street, and they're homeless. And then people that have major issues, family members, other people, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to, they, they have no idea. And police are left dealing with this. Right? And that's a big problem as well. TPD officials says here are grappling to understand the increased number of fights involving guns that lead to serious injury or death. I'm not sure any of us really have an answer to what's going on there. I think we see a lot of people who are angry about something going on with their life. You know what he's hinting at right there. You do realize that, right? I think we see a lot of people who are angry about something going on with their life, who have really poor coping mechanisms to deal with it, and who have easy access to weapons. Easy access to... What? Wait, 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 wait. So again, you know, to me... What are you going to do? You're going to have more gun laws where these guys, bad guys don't follow laws. Again, do what you do, ban homicides. It's not going to stop it. Okay. You want to you think if you get every gun out of a good guy's hand like mine, it's going to stop a bad guy from getting a gun? Hmm. Yeah. So, this is what's going on. And the police chief what is he doing about it? Um, isn't it when, when crime goes up like this, we saw this in New York city until Giuliani got there and he started cracking down and getting a lot more strict and enforcing laws. Shouldn't that happen here? Hmm. It says here for the past two weekends, TBD has also been engaging in gang related weekend deployments, ready? Using federal funds to cover overtime. Kind of like the same federal funds that, uh, supervisor Dick Elias is trying to play games with. Yeah. So once again, gang-related weekend deployments. Gang, 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 gang. Um, you know, we, we, we don't need that wall. We don't need that wall, Chief Magnus. So I think I've given you a whole bunch of possible solutions. Let's get out there and enforce laws. Let's get out there and make sure that we don't tell uh, police officers to be politically correct instead of doing their job. Let's make sure we don't blame guns. Let's encourage people to actually be able to defend themselves. Just, you know, small things like that, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? 880-KNST, 880-5678. It's hard to take this guy seriously when he has just overseen failure. Apparently, again, over the past few years, and he's been here for a few years now, the, uh, the homicide rate has ticked upward. You can't exactly blame him for this. But what, what's his plan? What's he doing? Right? What is it? You have any idea? Does he have any idea? 
So we have that. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST. What's up? What's the matter? I don't know why they just don't ban bullets. I mean, what's, it all. it's not really the guns. It's the bullets it, that it lead could the be gun, the, You're right. It, right? Because if there were no bullets, the gun would be what? It would be kind of useless, right? Hmm. Then bludgeoning deaths would go up. Yeah. But again, you're right. But, and think about all of the, the steps the city of Tucson has taken to try to stop people from getting guns. And what has it resulted in? An uptick in homicides. What is this, London? No, the problem is nobody's going to actually want to look at the facts and make a, a good judgment based not. off the facts. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And that's the worst part about it. These are the people in charge making laws. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, and, and these again, the city of Tucson, the council, the mayor, they hired this guy. They hired this guy. By the way, speaking of London, you know, last week they had the guy drive around and ran over people. Thank God nobody died, I don't believe. Nobody died. So this terrorist guy... Uh, drives a car around, and then rams into barriers they put in last year near uh, Parliament. Did you see what the wacko London Mayor Sadiq Khan wants to do? Ban cars from parts of London. So he wants to ban knives, ban guns, now he wants to ban cars from certain parts of London. How about you ban terrorists? How about you fight back against terrorists? Nope, cars. What's the next thing going to be? Bats? What I mean, really? Well, they're already blunting uh, kitchen knives. Yeah, that's what they're banning kitchen. They're banning all this stuff. Bring your steak knives in. Yeah, we'll make them dull for you. Exactly. And good luck. Good luck uh, cutting your uh, your ribeye. Seven twenty one. We'll continue. We have uh, much more to get to. Highlights of me on Fox because I liked what I said. And if you missed it, I think it's entertaining. It's, it's entertaining as hell. It really is. We'll get reaction to this and also the story about the U of A. How a um, U of A director resigned, black woman, she said there's racism and uh, discrimination going on at the U of A. Oh boy, no kidding. Just in time for the first day of school. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, I hope you do. 728, Garrett Lewis with you here. On KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I'm waiting for the web geeks to uh, make a video, a YouTube clip of my appearance on Fox News, then I'll share it. What is that bad? They no, don't listen. No, no, no. It's top priority for them. It should be. Yes. What else do they have to do? I don't nothing. Thank you. We're not a web company. You know what they do? They hide from the sun. We're not a web company. Oh, yeah, we are. We're a media company. Wait, are we still on the radio? Uh anyway, it's gonna be <laughs> stop. They don't listen. It's gonna be 103 <laughs> and partly cloudy today. That's what it's gonna be. It's muggy out already. We're in the mid-80s. It's uh it's it's uh, it's awesome. We're 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 in the mid '80s. You should be wearing your white socks, jacked up with the colored stripes on them, because that's what you did in the '80s. Have the white blazer with the pink shirt. There you go, Don Don Johnson, all the way, right. all the way. Um, by the way, re- really quick, um, there was a story in the local paper about uh, this, and throw me throw me up over there if you don't if you don't mind. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. So there was a story in the local paper about remember the a couple weeks ago. The Somali terrorist, he was a refugee, and his right for refugees, living in Tucson for a few years. Turns out he's a member of Al-Shabaab. Uh, I guess he has no hands. They were blown off. He lied about that. Anyway, um, story in the local paper about how this guy has lied up and down, all over. Uh, lied at every turn, the government says. Mohammed Abradimamam Osman, or something like that. He lied about his terrorist links to get immigration benefits. Don't you love that? That's what it says here. Um, it, it's... What happens? Um, he's charged with eight counts of making false statements when he applied for refugee status and legal permanent residency. Isn't that nice? 
Government alleges this guy lied about his ties to Al-Shabaab, the terrorist group. His name, his nationality, his father's name, a brother whom the government identifies as an Al-Shabaab associate, and that he presented a fraudulent Somali passport to obtain immigration benefits. So nobody in the government picked up on that as he went for refugee status, which gives you lots of faith. Like, hey, again, the government's do a great job when it comes to uh, running your health care, running your business, running your kids' lives, running your life, running the refugee situation, letting people in here that they shouldn't. Yeah, and he got in here, I believe, in the year 2015 is when it was. Yeah, 2015, stuff like that. Uh, I remember back in 2015, uh, we had uh, Martha McSally on the radio show. It was like the last time she came on the show. She wanted to talk about all great things she did about the A-10, and that's fine, but I wanted to ask her also about, at that point, uh, Trump's call for a, a ban on Muslims coming into the country, a Muslim ban. Because he goes, we don't know what the hell's going on here. We need to ban it until we figure out who the hell's coming here and what's going on, right? So uh, I asked her about that. Am I up over there? And remember, do you remember what uh, Martha McSilent said? Remember, again, this guy came here, lied about all this crap. What did Martha McSally do to try to stop this? Literally nothing. She did nothing. Listen, if it comes to yeah. you, are you going to say we should ban them until we figure out how we can 100% identify who they are? No, I'm focusing on, uh, again, the findings that we had in our task force. There's 50 recommendations. We've gotten six of them passed in the law right now. The focus uh, originally was on a visa waiver program. Uh, we actually passed a veto-proof uh, bill related to... So you're confident, you're, you're, you're conf- hang on, you're confident that those six things will be able to stop or identify a terrorist that's trying to come in here through a visa? Nah. No, Garrett, we're, we're working on all of, all of the findings. Like I said, okay. we got 50 recommendations. But we in the House passed a refugee bill that yes. uh, directed that... Uh, each individual would need to be certified to make sure that they are not a uh, national security threat. No, I don't know. Uh, it was a bipartisan did, yeah. uh, bill. It was veto proof. And, and, you know, the, the Senate needs to move yeah. on this and we need to strengthen these systems. So it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, we need to keep uh, addressing these issues for sure. For sure. So, uh, Martha McSilent, uh, that was back in December of 2015. Well, we have a study group and a task force and 50 things and six have passed and blah, blah, blah. This guy applied. And got refugee status to resettle in Tucson in 2014. They lived in Beijing for three years before applying and getting refugee status. He paid 500 bucks to be smuggled to Beijing via Kenya, where he was given a Somali passport with a visa for China. Um, That's from an FBI agent. Um, He and his wife fled Somalia after he lost both of his hand and vision in one eye during a 2010 bomb attack. They claim they were kidnapped by Al-Shabaab, held hostage in an abandoned milk factory. But he actually was part of Al-Shabaab. Mm-hmm. Wife's facing uh, counts as well. So uh, basically, every, you know, what, what has she done that actually has meant something? Done, and it's not all on her. She's dealing with her people. But this is garbage, man. Garbage. 733. We'll get more into Martha McSilent and my, my clips uh, from a uh, Fox News interview. We'll do that in the next hour. However, coming at about uh, six minutes, uh, the U of A presents. U of A, man, what's going on? Racism, racial discrimination, you name it, going on at the U of A. Uh, this what this woman says. I'll get you details coming up. Here's what I think you need to know. Um, and again, it's, uh, it's quite shocking that that would actually take place, right? Considering that everything's perfect on college campus. You know, conservatives are shunned. They're the ones that are racist. Conservatives, Trump supporters, they're the ones that are always out saying terrible things about uh, people that aren't white and and maybe even female on top of that, right? Side note, a story came out, black business ownership in one year has jumped 
400%. That's under Trump, not Obama, under Trump. Just, just saying. Just saying. But let's get back to it. Apparently, there's a problem on the U of A campus. Again, and who knows? Is this lady lying? Is she not lying? I don't, I don't know. There's a lot to this. Candace Feldman is her name. She was the director of the U of A Presents. This is in the local paper. She resigned. She's going to sue the U of A, citing a culture of racism, discrimination, and inequitable compensation. Oh. She was hired as the director of programming for the U of A Presents in February of 2016, right? She apparently reported right to the dean of the College of Fine Arts. Um, that's according to her, right? Apparently, she said uh, not only has she been discriminated against, she, she wasn't given a good enough salary either. Anyway, in a letter that she wrote to uh, U of A President Robert Robbins, she writes, My experience, although my own, is not unique in its nature, nor am I alone in the discriminatory inequities that exist as a woman of color employed by the University of Arizona. Again, they hate Trump. Not everybody. But it's you know what I'm saying. She said there are other people from different departments and colleges within the U of A that have shared the same experiences. The egregious discriminatory actions. Oh. Huh. Back in May, she filed three discrimination charges against the U of A with the Arizona Attorney General's Office Civil Rights Division, right, and the EEOC. Um, the EEOC issued Feldman a right to sue notice under the Equal Pay Act, and a request was forwarded to the Department of Justice. They are going to pursue this. The Department of Justice, of course, under Trump. Huh. So uh, she wrote to Rob Robbins, one can only conclude that these practices are ingrained in the culture of this institution and supported by the university administration you inherited. So it's not blaming him, but there you go. Now, remember, there was that woman that also sued. This is going back months, maybe even last year. There was a professor that sued a female, and she claimed that she wasn't getting the money that she needed, and she wasn't given the opportunity and stuff like that. Um, she said that she, was, uh, she came to the U of A with more than a decade of experience produ- producing and presenting in New York and Los Angeles. When she was hired by the U of A, she was offered a starting salary of 50000 bucks, 35 grand less than any previous programming director at the U of A for U of A Presents, including her two white predecessors, according to her. She was able to negotiate a salary to sixty grand. Other UFA, with U of A officials saying that there was a salary freeze. She was later told by U of A's Human Resources Department there was no salary freeze, so she was being lied to. She said she was subjected to racist and bigoted comments by executive-level employees related to her programming choices and her personal appearance. She said to be a black woman in a leadership capacity at the university has not only been riddled with blatant racist comments and discriminatory practices, but the day-to-day microaggressions are truly at the race root of the race-based trauma at the U of A. See, the people at the U of A that don't like me, there are plenty of conservatives there, trust me, because they... There are people that come to the beer club. They come to a special events. We've done the fundraiser for Hurricane Harvey. There are people that work for the U of A say, hey, I just want to stop by and say, hi, I listen. I can't tell anybody, though. And they leave. But people that hate me at the U of A, they probably think that that's what happens here. Right, Ryan? Are you a victim of this? Do we have all kinds of racism going headed toward you? Even though you, as a Hispanic man, don't like guacamole. Me, as a white dude, I dig it. No. I don't even know what it no to, but we'll go. We'll we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll go on with that. Thank you. We'll go on with that. So uh, apparently, she brought her concerns to HR, and apparently, her complaint was shared with subjects in less than twenty four hours. Uh, it left her feeling vulnerable and safe, unsafe, vulnerable, unsafe. 
Um, apparently, right away, without even talking to other people, they said, yeah, no, you're, you, have, you have no case when she went to HR. And there, she went, she t- took her complaints to the U of A's Office of Institutional Equity, where they probably have 19 people ma- making way too much money. After interviewing Feldman and no other witnesses, the Office of Institutional Equity investigators said the complaint failed to amount to a violation of the school's anti-discrimination policy. Uh-huh. She was told um, she could file a form of complaint, but he said the complaint he hinted wouldn't warrant a full investigation. Isn't that nice? So, uh, and the, what, what, what about her job? How'd she do? Under her leadership, U of A Presents increased its revenue from seven hundred six grand to nine hundred twenty two grand after her first year, and as of May sixteenth, they've generated almost a million, about a million and a half in revenue. So apparently, she's done a pretty good job. Pretty good job, but apparently, uh, there's racism and all kinds of things that are really bad over at the U of A. Not good. Not good. And what they say? What what kind of comments? Um, Comments from coworkers included black people don't come to shows, black people don't buy tickets. That was during her first year on the job. Um, U of A Presents expanded the diversity in its programming, grew partnerships, developed new audiences, brought in ticket buys from zip codes that have never bought tickets before, according to the letter. So she had to deal with that stuff. What a, I mean, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, but that's what's happening there. All right, coming up in the next uh, in the next hour, some more highlights from the show than when I was on Fox News Channel on Saturday. Why are you laughing at that? This is very important. Not everybody gets a chance to see it, so you can hear it. I can hear myself. Uh, also, also evidence that the blue wave ain't happening. I got a story from Florida. Even CBS News is reporting this. No, why is anybody else? What's going on? We'll continue. It's Canada. Yes. How you doing? You good? It's 809. It's Monday, August 20th. I know you're good, but are you good? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNS TAM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, so we're supposed to trust the guys that gave us NAFTA and all these horrible trade deals and the TPP and letting China and the WTO and, and you name it, right? But uh, tariffs are going to destroy everything, right? They're going to destroy it. Really? Trump's tariffs have led to a, you ready for this, $750 million investment in a steel plant in Gary, Indiana. That is phenomenal. Jobs, jobs, jobs. We'll get to that. Second thing I think you need to know uh, is that uh, the homicide rate here in Tucson, story in the local paper, up 54% compared to this time last year. 54%. It's been up the last three years. Why don't they just ban homicides? I mean, how can this happen considering that uh, gun shows can't take place at the TCC? Uh, Magnus in the article actually uh, brought up easy access to firearms as a problem. Really? Again, I'll bet you, I'll tell you this, I think on my block, uh, I think we have lots of guns, actually, <laughs> between all the people who live on my block, and there's not shootouts in the streets. Shocker. How about that wall, Magnus? Would that help? Third thing. That I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, U of A has some big problems. They're being sued right now. It looks like they're going to be sued by a woman, a black woman that used to be a head of UA, uh, UA Presents. Did all this, brought all the shows in. Uh, she says there's a culture of racism and discrimination at the U of A. How can that be? It's a bastion of liberal supremacy or something. Yep. No, it's true. Three things I think you need to know. There's a story in the local paper. What? Is that bad? I mean, that's just that uh, you look at me with your liberal your, supremacy. Yeah, they're the best there. 
It's like white supremacy, but liberal. I'm just go with it. All right, so uh, so there's more. How about this? Let's you know we can play some. You know what? We'll, let's start with me. Again? What do you mean again? Let's start with me. Let's do it in order. Eighty four. I was on Fox News Channel on Sunday. I'm uh, Saturday. Excuse me, Saturday it was awesome. Uh, almost six minutes of me, and which is why it was was awesome. So um, I want you to hear uh, Leland Vedert asked me first about uh, Omarosa. I knew it was going to happen. 84, here we go. Should the White House be worried about this? No, I don't think anybody cares about Omarosa. They care about money in their pocket. They care about jobs. They care about the border being secured. Nobody liked Omarosa for, what, 15 years now? Uh, nobody's going to like her now. They see well, her the, for the exactly The president liked is. her enough to put her in the White House. Yeah, you know, I, I guess maybe he thought she could be useful, but uh, she turned out to be exactly what she was. And mm-hmm. I read reports that she was even fired during the Clinton administration. So people find out about this. And, and meaning that uh, n- nobody's surprised. Nobody cares. What damage has it caused? It was a distraction. She came out and did it. You can't blame Trump for that. Uh, well stated by the guest on Fox News Channel. Uh, let's play uh, the next one. Uh, asking about picking a fight with John Brennan. Here we go. Listen to this. 85. Uh, it's clear that the president sort of picked this fight with John Brennan over security clearances, and he's picking at least eight more people he says he's likely or could revoke their security clearances. Would would the president be better served uh, long term by focusing on jobs, money in people's pockets, the economy, how his trade policies are working rather than what you might call distractions and giving the other side something to crow about? I think that the president drives the narrative with Twitter. I mean, if you go out to a lunch, I guarantee you probably if you ask 30 people, uh, 25 wouldn't know who John Brennan is. But the president also is not going to be like other Republican presidents where he just gets punched in the face all the time. Hmm. I mean, I remember when uh, George W. Bush was president, we on talk radio were dying for him to fight back and stand up for himself and call out the media for lying. And now we have a guy that's actually doing it, which is why I call Trump the talk radio president. Mm hmm. Excellent point again. Guy's fantastic. It's pretty concise. Yeah, you know, handsome. In a, in a in a hetero way. Anyway, so uh, let's continue. Um, now well, he we get to nice too. yeah. Thank you. Now we get to the Arizona Senate questions. Eighty six. Uh, Leland Verder asking me about this three way race. Listen, here we go. A three way primary end of the month. You've got McSally. Arpaio and primary. Ward running against each other. And the president's essentially said nice things about all three of them, but hasn't endorsed any of them. What do you make of that? Well, you know, the, the president is buddies with Joe Arpaio. Uh, he pardoned him, so I don't think the president wants to get involved and say anything bad there. Uh, he has to work with Martha McSally, and the establishment thinks McSally has the best chance at winning against Kirsten Sinema for some reason. I don't understand that. Uh, so I don't think he wants to say anything bad about her. And I think the president realizes that most of his supporters actually support Kelly Ward. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Ward is the closest aligned to the president in all the beliefs. Uh, Martha McSally... Just, I mean, she won't even come on my radio show. We've invited her for years. Yeah, well, we keep, we keep hearing talk. that she's she's awfully difficult to track down. Uh, mm, even he says she's hard to track down. And she's the one network she'll actually go on and talk to from time to time. We keep hearing that. We keep hearing. I wonder where they're hearing that from. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, very good points by the guest on Fox News Channel. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, it's, it's just really good. Let's play the next one. If you missed the interview with uh, me on Fox News Channel, uh, number 87, where they're basically saying, uh, you know, would the Republicans in Arizona lose if there's a uh, Roy Moore 
meaning crazy candidate. Uh, that's not McSally, as if McSally's not crazy. Here we go. Listen to this. Here we go. Does Republicans run the risk of Arpaio or Ward becoming something like a Roy Moore? Um, no. Uh, you know, again, that's the media no. and that's the establishment. Even, even Joe, even, come make... on, Sheriff Joe, really? Is, right. Isn't Roy Moore? Well, no, I'm not what? talking about Sheriff. Sheriff Joe at this point is irrelevant. It's really between okay. Martha and Kelly. And, and the media likes to, for some reason, and the establishment paint Kelly as, as kind of crazy. And if you actually listen to what she says, she's not crazy. Again, she's the most aligned with Trump. Martha McSally actually had a video scrubbed from YouTube when she was trying to, well, she's basically yelling at John Kelly when he was the head of Homeland Security, uh, demand that DACA recipients be protected in Tucson. And she had it scrubbed. She runs from her past. And people make mistakes. If she just would be, you know, honest and say, maybe I didn't like Trump, now I do. But the fact that she doesn't talk and she's not willing to talk is not something that people, they don't want that anymore. Nope, they want someone to talk. Excellent points by that guest on Fox News Channel. Now, has Martha said that she likes Trump now? Uh, her ads do. They splice uh, in the words. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't, uh, I really like Trump. I want to get his agenda done. I think she's probably said that at some point. She doesn't said if she's voted for him, which we know she hasn't then. I mean, she hasn't said it by now. Why wouldn't she say, yes, of course I voted for him. She didn't. She didn't vote. I'll give her her honesty for that. Huh? It's nice. Um, but that, listen, this is, this is why it's good to have someone on that knows uh, the local situation. Too many national heads will sit back. You know, a Carl Rove who's, you know, he, he doesn't want Kelly Ward to win. He wants Martha to win. He's an establishment guy. They just get in there and they want to help in that aspect. And then they ask questions on all the cable news shows as if they know what the hell's going on here in Arizona. And anybody's like, anyway, let's continue with the uh, the great guest. Um, 88, uh, here's more Leland and this uh, phenomenal young man on uh, Fox News Channel. So if, if, if the feeling that you're getting and your, your hypothesis is Kelly Ward is the person uh, to, to run and to win in November, does Arpaio become a little bit of a foil here in the sense that he could uh, take enough votes away from Ward of sort of the Trump, the Trump, the Trump vote and the Trump factor to put McSally over the top? You know, people say that. I don't buy it. I, I just, you know, Joe hasn't been out as much as Kelly and, and Martha when she just goes on national TV or has a whole bunch of ads playing. Um, you know, people like Joe and his, uh, you know, he fought against illegal immigration here. But when it came down to the Senate race, uh, they just look at the guy and they, and they, you know, he's 85, 86 years old and not to be an ageist. But at some point, you know, it's just time to move on. And I think people realize that. I don't think he's siphoning too many votes. I don't think so either. Last one uh, that we're going to play from uh, the interview. And by the way, again, that, that guest on Fox News Channel, absolutely fantastic. Maybe the smartest guest they've ever had. Maybe the most handsome, we don't know. More of me on Fox News Channel. Last one. Uh, Any asked, chance? Wait, wait, wait not yet, not uh, yet, not yet. You, you quick trigger finger guy. Going to have to get uh, button control from Ryan. So um, one more about the Democrats having a chance to win the Senate seat. Uh, let's hear some brilliant commentary. Here we go. Any chance that the Dems pick up a Senate seat in Arizona? We know they want to. You know, it's funny. Uh, Martha has been kind of rebranded into a conservative, even though I don't believe she is. Uh, the Democrats in the media are trying to rebrand uh, uh, Kirsten Cinema 
into an independent moderate person, yet she was a uh, Green Party with Ralph Nader. Uh, back when she was a, a state lawmaker in, in 2006, she called stay-at-home moms leeches. She said they leech off their husbands and boyfriends. Um, I mean, she, she's out there as well, and I think that's going to come out. And, and by the way, she was handpicked by the Obama administration in 2009 to push Obamacare and how great it was. I never thought you were going to like her very much as a candidate. The question is, <laughs> does she have a chance? Yeah. I, I really don't think so. Not okay. when all this comes out. Arizona is still a red state. I, I kind of like that. Listen, my wife was like, you're dodging questions when I watched it. I'm like, I didn't dodge questions. I, I didn't want to just say yes or no. I wanted to give a, a reason behind my way of thinking. That, that's what I wanted to do. So anyway, uh, more brilliant points from that guest. Maybe the best ever on, uh, on Fox News Channel. Um, really? Okay. You setting me up here? Justin, thanks for uh, waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey Garrett, that was that was a phenomenal uh, phenomenal uh, discussion that you were a part of. You almost couldn't even see the booster seat that they had to give you. Son of a, oh. you see, you didn't, <clears throat> he didn't um, say that to me. You say, you know <laughs> what, you know what, hey. you know what. Well, it's good. It's okay. It's a good one. I like. Hey, hey but. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You 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 actually you you put up some really really great points about uh, um about just the the. The Martha McSally uh, avoidance to actually speak um, and, and make a stance. Um, she's she just reeks of the uh, uh, of the establishment and her inability to uh, actually um, make uh, make a claim and then stand by it or even admit that she made a mistake. Like exactly. She never done. And listen, listen. That was a good joke. That was very funny. It was an uncomfortable seat that I had. I had to sit in that studio. Trust me. It was it was it was kind of it was a strange setup. But it, 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 it was what it was. But uh, did you that, order did you order from Facebook? Ugh. You mean Amazon, tough guy? So anyway. No. Um, no. Mark, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg might, might have had one. Oh, you think he needed one? He actually did use one when he was in Congress. He actually did. There was the picture of that. No, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I so, said when he was so testifying. did you use his? Oh, God. Just enough. You know, the time you just let it go, and then you take credit. You don't just keep going with it. You let me do that. So, But you know what was cool, though? And, and uh, no thank you for the phone call. Um what was cool is is that again they they just don't the national media they don't understand what happens what it's really like on the ground here, um, and nobody's going to say anything like that uh, generally about Martha. And I wasn't mean, was I mean? I wasn't mean about Kirsten Cinema either. But Kirsten's out there trying to pour, you know we talked about it on Friday trying to portray herself to be something she's not. It's as simple as that. You know what's cool is that. I think that I have such a connection with the audience. They like they want to make those jokes, and they think they can they can make it. Little and do they know that we actually have now Justin's phone number, and we'll use yes. it to find his address. Exactly. And we'll send some. We're gonna Ryan and I go to his house later. We're gonna put some dog poop in a bag, light it on fire, <laughs> ring his doorbell, and run. Wait, run? Well, you well you can now because of the good reports. <laughs> Short distances. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, we have more to get to, including. Uh, if you'd like to say something, you can about this. Got to get to also the uh, story about the polls showing the blue wave uh, fizzling out uh, bigly. And uh, Demo- the head of the DNC, he was caught uh, basically warning and giving a pep talk to the Democrats, preparing them for losing in the midterms. It's pretty funny. With all that coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah. Enjoy the stimulation. Uh-huh. Do it. Gary Lewis with the 841 KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, 
Uh, the Trumpsters tariffs have brought jobs and investment to America, even though we were told it's going to uh, make us, uh, I guess, terrible or something. Uh, $750 million investment at an Indiana steel plant, thanks to the Trump tariffs. I'll get to that in a second. Second thing that I think you need to know, local paper had a story about homicide rates up 54% in Tucson, despite uh, Chief Magnus and his glorious ways, right? And that just, uh, of course, in the article, he he said the one of the reasons is the uh, readily availableness of uh, guns. Guns are readily available. And that's a problem. Hmm. Again, just ban homicide. Make it illegal. More rules, more laws. Bad guys always follow that, right? Third thing I think you need to know, University of Arizona, first day of school today, isn't it? I believe so. Um, I know they were moving in on Saturday when I went went there for my interviews. People everywhere. Uh, however, the U of A, the UA Presents, UA Presents, that's they like they bring in the shows. Uh, the woman that was the director is a black woman, and she quit, said that she was being discriminated against. She's going to sue the U of A, racial discrimination, uh, wasn't getting paid like uh, like uh, her predecessors that were white. She had great results. She was apparently told some nasty things, some racist things, so uh, not good. She said there is a culture of racism and discrimination at the U of A. Mm-mm-mm. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, maybe uh, she should have yelled, ouch, oops. Maybe the diversity people, there's two of them, can help uh, get in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what, is that bad? It's not bad. It's okay. Really quick uh, story, uh, Breitbart has it from the Chicago, Chicago Tribune. What? What's the matter? No, it just shows, the, how, it shows you how helpful these people are, mm-hmm. even to their own. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Right? So um, Sad. Sad. Exclamation point. <laughs> so, U.S. Steel announced they're going to invest $750 million dollars at their 110-year-old steel manufacturing plant. It's called Gary Works in Gary, Indiana. And they gave credit to Trump, to Trump's tariffs, I should say. That's it. Uh, Remember Obama said, yeah, those jobs are gone. They're not coming back. Does Trump have a magic wand? Yeah, apparently he does. And it's huge. Look at this wand. Look at this wand. That's what she said. Well, um, <clears throat> it was one of the largest steel mill in the world. Now it gets almost a billion dollar facelift because of the Trump 25% tariff on all imported steel into the U.S. Uh, in a statement this week, U.S. steel executives said they would have they would be revitalizing this plant in Indiana, which employs 3,800 American workers. While they said they're not planning to increase the number of jobs at the plant, U.S. Steel Corp. President and CEO David Byrd said the company is, quote, experiencing a renaissance because of the Trump tariffs. Quote, we are pleased to be making the significant investment at Gary Works, which will improve the facility's environmental performance, bolster our competitiveness, and benefit the local community for years to come. We're experiencing a renaissance at U.S. Steel. Huh. Now, the sky is falling, people, like Jeff Flake. And listen, tariffs are not the greatest thing. It's not a long-term play, right? It's not a long-term play. And by the way, have you heard about this in the news? If this happened when Obama was president, it'd be the lead story. They'd be praising him. Anyway, uh, this was just done to level the playing field. Trump doesn't want tariffs. He told the G7, let's have no tariffs, no barriers for everybody. And they all balked. Uh, The people telling us the sky is falling because of the tariffs are the ones that told us NAFTA was great. The ones that uh, told us the TPP would work out well, right? 
Since 2001, free trade with China has cost millions of Americans' jobs. 3.4 million jobs lost in America due to our trade deficit with China between 2001 and 2015. And now people are worried about this? Creating investment. (laughs) And then we talked about Friday, 11,000 jobs have been created in America in the six months since Trump had the tariffs enacted. Uh, 20 jobs to one lost is the ratio since the tariffs went into, into place. Yep. But again, Jeff Flake's the smartest guy ever, said only Jeff Flake, and the sky is falling. So there's that, which is nice. Now, um, uh, I have more. Oh, yeah, do I have more. Um, when it comes to uh, the blue wave, where is it? You have any idea? Any clue? Daily Wire had an interesting piece from CBS News. Head pollster for CBS News is Anthony Salvanto. He doesn't think we're going to see a blue wave this November. Not anything close to the red wave that was 2010. Remember when the red wave went in to try to stop Obama? Um, Apparently, this guy learned from the failure of polls to predict the 2016 election. He saw two polls were right. LA Times USC poll and the Investor's Business Daily TIPP poll. So he designed one himself to use in 2018. Interesting, right? This guy's team is polling 5,700 voters in the 50 or 60 districts that could flip the House and Senate into Democratic hands. So far, he doesn't see much flipping. New York Post did a story about this. They interviewed this guy. It says, Selvanto's polling currently indicates that few House seats will change hands in November, and the GOP could very well hold its majority in the House. Uh-oh. Right now, I think this election looks like a toss-up, he told the Post. We see a Democrat pickup in the House of Representatives in the 20-odd seat range, but Republicans could certainly hold on to the House. They right now hold a 43-seat majority. He said he doesn't see a large number of Republicans saying they will flip and vote for a Democrat. Hmm. Um, Democrat hatred of Trump could be the thing that puts him over the edge. Since Republicans typically voted a high at higher rates during the midterms, but opposing Trump can't be all the left offers. Quote, he told the New York Post, voters say Democrats need to do more than just oppose Trump. What they're arguing uh, is we'll get, uh, we'll get if they take the majority. They're asking, what are they arguing if they, if they take the majority? So anyway, um, there's nothing there. So this guy is like, I'm going to go with the two polls that actually were right. And based on that, it doesn't look like we're going to see this blue wave. There are other polls that still claim they are. And those polls, remember, those polls were always, they were wrong. They were wrong bigly. And then I saw an interesting story in Politico. Um, It was about Florida, because Florida apparently is a bellwether, right? So Politico had this story, um, and the title of it, you're not going to see this a lot in many places, Where's the Blue Wave? Voter data show Florida Democrats are not surging. Whoops. They are not surging. Remember, they thought they'd be able to register a whole bunch of young Democrats to vote after the Parkland shooting back on uh, Valentine's Day, Parkland High School. Apparently, uh, 5% uptick in young people registering to vote compared to the average of 10% for everybody else. So it's not there. Um, It says here in this story, some Democrats are worried, but they won't say so publicly. They haven't occupied the governor's mansion in 20 years, and the only statewide elected Democrat Senator Bill Nelson, who is seeking re-election, is slightly trailing Governor Rick Scott. They're going for the Senate seat. Yeah. 
None of us will admit this publicly, but we're worried. Where's the blue wave? A Democratic consultant tied to a major Florida campaign said about Florida's 2018 election. The party has no money. The Republicans do. But thankfully, the Republicans have Trump. And he's a disaster when the elections are close. And this election will be close. Yeah, that makes no sense. Trump goes in and drags these guys over the finish line. So this guy has no idea what he's talking about. He's part of the problem. Trump backed Ron DeSantis, Congressman DeSantis, to be governor. All of a sudden, it jumped. he jumped over their other Republicans by a huge, huge margin. So anyway, um, I have more, we'll get into more of this. There's more interesting details. Really quick. Fine, Ryan's making me. Hi, Jack. Welcome to KNST. Hey, you and Ryan got it totally, totally. There is going to be a massive blue wave coming. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's going to take, take him out to Bye-bye. see. There you go. Thank you, Jack. We'll see. In the, in the Senate, it looks that way. We'll see. I, I, don't, I still don't see a lot of the household. Maybe here in Tucson because Martha decided to uh, uh, turn her back and go for the gusto. Anyway, we'll continue. 850. There's more to this. We'll get to it. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating. Uh, my guy, Bobby Zachmeyer, Bobby Z, leading the Win3 team brokered by EXP Realty. You want to sell your home? You're like, anybody can sell. What's going on? What? You know... He's going to give you uh, what your home is actually worth using real market data. Other people blow smoke up your behind. And then get this. More importantly, Bob has a way for you to sell your home and keep more of the money than you normally would. Imagine that. I mean, it's a seller's market right now, right? Homes are on, on sometimes they sell in a day, four days, six days. Bob has a way where you can sell your home more quickly, keep more of the money than you normally would, sell it without uh, the hassle that comes with selling a home. If you want to find out more about this, and it's very intriguing, and then you want to find out where you can live because you need to find a home after that, Bob is a one-stop shop, man. He will help you find that home. He has a, a secret stash of homes nobody knows about. He's helped my wife and me. We bought a home in less than an hour, thanks to Bob. He can help you, too. Buying, selling, showing you how to invest. Bobby Z, leading the Win3 team brokered by EXP Realty. Call him at 314-SOLD. Hard out. Hey, a lot of warnings that you don't want to miss, like a sign that's letting you know that there's a bridge out ahead or a lifeguard announcing, hey, there's a shark in the water. But in the digital world we live in today, there may be no warning at all when it comes to cyber threats. Now, thank goodness that the all-new LifeLock Identity Theft Protection with the added power of Norton Security for more protection. Now, LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats to your identity. That means your personal information, for example, on sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects your devices from online threats like ransomware. And if you have a problem, their agents will work to fix it for you. And, of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor every single transaction at every single business. But having the all-new LifeLock with Norton... Well, that means they will warn you about the threats that you could miss on your own. And if you join now, you get an extra 10% off the first year, plus a $25 Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. Just go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code Hannity. Terms apply. Radio station. The jury is still out on Lisa Brady, Fox News. And as they continue deliberating the fate of President Trump's former campaign chair, Paul Manafort, over past business activities, the president keeps tweeting about the Russia probe. Fox's John Decker, live at the White House. The president writing disgraced and discredited Bob Mueller and his whole group of angry Democrat thugs spent over 30 hours with the White House counsel, only with my approval and for purposes of transparency. Earlier, the president tweeting, where's the collusion? They made up a phone. 
phony crime called collusion, and when there was no collusion, they say there was obstruction of a phony crime that never existed. He continued, if you fight back or say anything bad about the rigged witch hunt, they scream obstruction. Fox News has confirmed White House counsel Don McGahn has spoken with investigators from Mueller's team multiple times. Lisa? Meantime, John, it's day three of deliberations for the Manafort jury at federal court in Alexandria, Virginia. He's charged with 18 counts of bank and tax fraud and denies any wrongdoing. Pennsylvania's attorney general says he hopes a letter from the Pope will stop denials and deflections from Catholic church officials in the state after last week's grand jury report accusing hundreds of priests of sexually abusing children for decades. Pope Francis condemning not only abuse, but also cover-ups, begging forgiveness and demanding accountability. Abuse survivor Mark Healy. His 2,000 words are just too much. They really have very little meaning or content. He says what's needed are concrete actions, not inspirational words. The man charged with killing five people at a Maryland newspaper office gets more time for his lawyer to consider filing a plea of not criminally responsible by reason of insanity. A circuit judge today allowing until October 24th for that to be considered. So far, Jared Ramos has pleaded not guilty. Fox News, fair and balanced. Hello, it's 9.08, it's Monday, it's August 20th, and it's also your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk, three things I think you need to know, number one, Trump's tariffs have resulted in, you ready for this, a $750 million investment in a steel plant in Gary, Indiana. The CEO of U.S. Steel said, we're doing this because of the Trump tariffs, it's spiking our business. It's happening. I thought it was supposed to end the world. No? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Your turn, Jeff Flake. Your turn. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, homicide rate is up uh, bigly. Bigly. In Tucson. Year over year. And even the past three years. 50, what is 54% jump. Um, And you wonder why. Why don't they just ban homicides? Right? Just ban the homicides. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, Magnus, in the story in the local paper, he also said the uh, the people's availability to get guns is a big problem. Yeah, blame blame the guns. Again, there are people on my block with guns out the wazoo, and we don't go shooting each other up now, do we? Uh, nice try there. By the way, he should be saying we need the wall to stop the gangs and the drugs, and you should probably be able to protect yourself by going to get a concealed carry permit and learn about how to use a firearm like a responsible person. But he would never say that because he doesn't believe it because he's a wackadoo, that police chief. Third thing, I think you need to know U of A having some problems. The UA director, UA presents, the director of that, they bring in the shows. A black woman, she resigned. She said that she's suing the U of A because they have a culture of uh, uh, racial discrimination. Yep, culture of racism and discrimination. They have some major issues over there at the U of A. So good luck with that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, I want to play for you uh, and tell you about this story. Before we get back to the poll stuff and things like that, um, there was a story that I saw, uh, and the media is trying to, you know, they hate Trump. They're trying to uh, be pro-illegal alien. Apparently, an illegal alien guy driving his wife to go give birth was pulled over. It was, it was ice. And apparently, she they were on the way to the hospital. 
and these mean people of ICE just pulled over this vehicle, dragged the guy out, arrested him, drove off, and she, the wife, had to drive herself to the hospital. Of course, when she talked to the media after that, couldn't speak a lick of English, so I'm sure it's going to work out well. Anyway, um, and the media immediately started in. ICE, you heartless people. Oh, God, this organization. Can you believe they pulled over this illegal alien as his wife was in labor? It's just so mean. Why would they do anything like this? This is terrible. This is bad. This is awful. This happened over the weekend. All the sympathy, sympathy, I should say, all the sympathy for uh, this illegal alien and his wife, right? All the sympathy. Do you know what fact was left out? by CNN and ABC on Saturday? The fact that the illegal alien, Joel Arona-Lata, was wanted because he is suspected of committing a homicide in Mexico. Whoops. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. Dude murdered somebody. But he's driving his wife, and this is just crazy. Excuse me? Now, if there was an American that was wanted for murder and he was driving his wife to the hospital and the police pulled him over and arrested him because he's wanted for murder, um, I'm pretty sure that people in America wouldn't have sympathy for him. They'd be like, no, 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 of course. They pull him over. Guy wanted, he's dangerous, right? What's going on there? Matter of fact, I'll play for you the report. Let's play the first one. The CNN report. Yes. Uh, Listen to this. Here we go. I want to let you know about this story uh, Mm. regarding a new baby boy. Oh, boy. He is not with his dad today because ICE agents hauled his father away as the family was headed to the hospital where the mom was scheduled for a C-section. The mother says she does not know what to do now. Chris Holstrom with CNN affiliate KCBS has more. Maria del Carmen Venegas holding back the tears. She says she's doing bad at this moment, Mm. and that's when you most need your husband. The mother of five just gave birth two days ago, the Mm -hmm. same day her husband, Joel Arona, was detained by ICE agents. It was Wednesday afternoon. Venegas was on the way to the hospital with her husband. She was heading there for a pre-planned C-section. Surveillance video shows them at the gas station when two cars surround her vehicle. She says they were ICE agents. Mm. She says they asked for her ID, so she got her ID and gave it to them. And then they asked about her husband's ID. She says he doesn't have his, but we live pretty close and we can get it if you need it. She says that's when agents had him step out of the vehicle to check for weapons. Mm-hmm. When he got out, they put him into custody. Oh no! You could see Venegas was hysterical and had no idea what was going on. She says her husband has no criminal history. Right. And that police have never stopped him. And he's never had a ticket. Well, that makes it okay. Venegas was forced to drive herself to the hospital. Shortly after, she gave birth to her baby boy. Mm. While he's physically okay, this mother is living a nightmare. She says, my husband needs to be here. He had to wait for his son for so long, and someone just took him away. Mm-hmm. The family is now working on getting an attorney, yes. but ICE has not yet commented on this incident. So you didn't hear them all in that whole minute, 56-second report say that there was a warrant issued for this guy for his arrest in Mexico on homicide charges. He's an illegal alien, and he's wanted in Mexico 
on homicide charges. They didn't say that, did they? I don't get where you guys call CNN fake news. I don't get where you guys call fake media to everybody else that's out there. I just, um, headlines about this story from other fake news media. You ready? Washington Post headline of this story. You ready? ICE arrested a man driving his pregnant wife to give birth. She drove herself to the hospital. The Sacramento Bee. They were on their way to the hospital to have a baby when ICE took him away. CBS News. ICE detains man driving pregnant wife to hospital to deliver baby. Time. ICE agents detained a man driving his pregnant wife to the hospital. Slate. ICE officers arrest man who was driving pregnant wife to hospital for C-section. New York Magazine. ICE arrests husband who was taking wife to give birth at hospital. Newsweek. ICE agents, part of Trump crackdown, detain husband driving pregnant wife to deliver baby. So when they purposely leave out the fact that the guy is wanted for homicide charges, right? For homicide charges in Mexico, they leave that out. Why do they not expect us to call them fake news? They leave it out because they want you to think Trump is mean and he's bad and ICE is mean and ICE is bad. And they should just be abolished and Trump's a terrible person. He should vote Democrat in November. That's why they do this, which is why it's fake news. Fake news. What the hell? The guy's wanted for freaking murder, man. Dude allegedly killed somebody. We should just let him roam freely in America. I mean, why not, right? Um, apparently, NBC News reported specifically that I specifically noted that this guy was arrested because of an outstanding warrant issued for his arrest in Mexico on homicide charges. They were the only ones to actually write that. Man, I don't know why Trump goes after us. This is just terrible. I don't know why the people chant CNN sucks. I don't know why people... I have no idea why people have such bad, bad, bad things to say about us. You know, Trump is so wrong about us being fake news. Let's all gather together and write 350 editorials about Trump being a bad person. And we do everything that's right. And we're not biased. (laughs) What more can you say? This is like the ultimate right here. How do you leave out that? And it's not like they didn't know about it. They purposefully left it out. They left it out. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Well, while she was crying about, you know, a new baby boy doesn't have his father when he needs him the most. Mm -hmm. Well, what about all the soldiers deployed overseas who have their wives home alone? There you go. Having to drive themselves or maybe their family have to take them Mm -hmm. out and do that. And where are they? You're right. They're fighting. Yep. How about uh, victims of illegal immigration, crimes committed by illegal aliens? Them too. Yeah, I know. Um, there you have it. Uh, they're not exactly sending their best over, are they? I mean, um, and by the way, I mean... They, what about this lady and her status? How about she can't... Yeah, she can't speak a lick of English again. Well, that's just racist. It's not racist. No, I think not. everybody, no matter from what, no matter what country uh, you come here from, you should speak English because that's the language of the country. And it's better for them. They will get farther in America if they speak English. Um, in Mexico, you're going to speak Spanish. In Canada, you're going to learn to say A. It's going to happen. You're going to say Regina. Not Regina. Regina. 
You're going to learn what they do and what they say. It's just how it is. And you should want to do that. It's ridiculous. See, that's right. just it. You should, you should want to do that. You yes. want to be a part of that culture, of that yes. country. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Why are you here then? Ex- just for the money. That's it. For the money. Mm. No more. That's it. Uh, you can comment on this, and we'll get back to uh, these, these comments. We'll also get back to um, the FBI. What? <laughs> we'll get back to also the, 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 the story about uh, the blue wave. And it doesn't seem to be much of a blue wave. Uh, but the media doesn't want you to know that either. Not so much. Uh, Florida. But there's a big story in Politico about that. Oh, in Florida, it's a bellwether. Again, it, it, it's just not showing up. They're actually worried. But the media keeps telling you, oh, all these, these, all these seats are going to flip. They're going to, and maybe they will. We don't know, but it, it just doesn't, you know, maybe my gut's wrong this time, but I just, I just don't, I don't see it. We'll continue. 919 KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Relation. Nine twenty-five. Thanks for hanging out. Hundred three, partly cloudy. Might be a little under a hundred tomorrow with a greater chance of rain. That'll impact your life. Um, on my page at knst.com, uh, it impacts a, people's driving skills. That, that that which can impact your life. Yes. I agree. I agree. Jeez. So uh, on my page at knst.com, the uh, the interview I did at least four minutes of it. Four minutes of the almost six. Uh, all the questions about Arizona. It's the clip that I found. It's up there now at knst.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page, and you could see more of me. And I'll watch more of me, because I love me some me and me. So anyway, you can watch it. I was on Fox News Channel on Saturday. Uh, it was epic. Uh, we'll see if they invite me back. Who knows? Who knows? Um, now, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's continue. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, really quick. Just back to this political story about Florida as the bellwether, about who, you know, are people really going to come out in a blue wave? Is it really going to happen? Um, it says here, despite, okay, in Florida, Florida has more than 13 million active registered voters eligible to cast ballots in the primary. Despite tens of thousands of Hurricane Maria evacuees flocking to Florida after Puerto Rico was destroyed, the overall po- proportion of active Hispanic voters, 16%, has remained nearly the same since the 2016 general election. So all of a sudden, this gigantic bump up, it went from 16 to 17% since Trump got elected. About 17% of Democratic Party's voter rolls are now Hispanic. That's it. One point. One point. Um, The percentage of black voters registered as Democrats is 28%, which is down about a point. Hispanics prefer to register as basically independents. 22%. How about that, huh? Interesting stuff. Um, Matt Isbell, one of the Democrats' top data analysts, said all numbers indicate it's going to be another close election in November in Florida. There's nothing I can say. It's going to be another dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. And again, Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School, the massacre that took there. 
You had all those, uh, you know, gun gun hating kids that were out there. David Hogg, the rest of them, the chick with the the shaved head. Um, Politico had analysis done for them. University of Florida professor uh, talking about the net growth in voters aged 18 to 29 since the massacre. It it grew 5%, while the overall voter registration rolls grew 10%. So Democrats were counting on a whole bunch of kids getting together, doing everything for the kids to get them up there. Oh, let's get excited. Let's get voted. Vote out the people that back guns. Vote out their NRA backers. Vote in gun control. Apparently, it didn't work out so well. Right? Not so much. So the story again, where's the blue wave in Florida? Apparently, the voter data shows it's not happening. Not, the, not, not like they thought it was going to. No. So this is another thing to just keep in the back of your mind. And that's why I say, if you want to watch cable news when I'm not on it, that's fine. Just take it with a grain of salt. Don't, don't put too much into it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it at all, okay? You just They have to say these things. They have to. That's it. Um, I almost want to make this a, a, an ongoing theme really quick. I'll get to call. We'll get to calls coming back. Don't worry. Um, another reason. We talked on Friday about the whole poop patrol thing they were doing in California. Remember that? The poop patrol? So another reason not to move to California. There's a bill. You ready for this? They want to be parents. The government wants to take over the job of parenting. There's a bill in California. It wants to curb kids' soda drinking at restaurants. They want to make it to where that's illegal and it's milk or water. Mm Mm-hmm. Parents, not up to you anymore. Senate Bill 1192 there would make milk or water the default drink for kids' meals and a push to reduce obesity and access to sugary drinks for the children. And what, what's going to be next? The food that they can have? Well, yeah. Because you can't have bread because bread has carbs. Carbs is sugar. Well, don't forget clothes because you got to get environmentally sensitive clothes. You probably do. You think you're right. I think you're right. The bill passed the assembly. It's going to the governor's desk. If he signs it, California will be the first state in the nation to have such a law. God, I hope so. Oh, so do I. I hope so. <laughs> I so hope so. <laughs> I'm with you. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. It would be so great. Because we don't live there. Another reason I would not want to go there. Um, I love it in the story. No one gets in. This is from CBS in Sacramento. No one gets in the way of Isaiah Palakios and his soda. Quote, I need my root beer. I need my Fanta. I need my Sprite, he said. Apparently not so much. You know what that sounds like? I need my Starbucks. That too. Mm. Can't just come You know what that sounds bit? like? Mm. I need to hate America. I'm just... <clears throat> So anyway, um, yes, this bill apparently would force restaurants to automatically serve water or milk with kids' meals instead of juice or soda. Because the state knows better than you do as a parent. Well, what if my kid's lactose intolerant? What then? Who's going to get sued then? Water. Milk or water. Mm. Milk or water. What if they're water intolerant? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What if they just don't want it? What if I want my kids to have the choice to do stuff? Might as well just make everything illegal that the government doesn't like. That's not freedom. That's not America, but that is California. You know, it's great. They vote these people in. Yep. Yep. They're not assigned. You're right. They they vote people in in. to take freedoms away from them. Yep. Good job. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Awesome, California. Keep it up. But you don't understand. It's the right thing to do. No, no. The parents, the parents' choice to do it. Parents' choice. You can, you know, criticize a parent if you want, but it's parents' choice. Well, Garrett, I mean, they say it's the right thing to do, 
Isn't building yeah. the wall the right thing to do? I, exactly. Exactly. Deter people from dying in a desert? All my kid wants to drink is chocolate milk. Chocolate milk and water. That's okay. I guess chocolate milk, would that be banned? Because there's sugar in chocolate. Hmm. They need to get specific. I they guess it's just regular milk. By the way, milk has sugar in it too. Whatever. Um, sugar has sugar in it as well. I think so. That's what I heard. I uh, got to ban salt because there's sugar in salt. Said nobody. Uh, 932. We'll get, we'll get your reaction. 880-KNST, 880-5670. Another big positive when it comes to the economy that the media is ignoring. I got that coming up. And more. Don't go anywhere. Here's, here's the news. That looks like a setup to me, but that's just me. 942. Sorry, some behind-the-scenes stuff that Ryan is showing me. Um, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpsters tariffs have produced phenomenal stuff. Jobs, 11,000 jobs in the past six months in the industries that have had uh, the tariffs. 11,000 American jobs have been created. 20 created to everyone lost, even though we were told the sky is falling. Then we find out in Gary, Indiana, U.S. Steel is putting in $750 million to make it better because of the Trump tariffs. They attribute it to the tariffs. Second thing. That I think you need to know. The homicide rate in Tucson is at 54. It's up 54% year over year at this time. Um, and uh, nobody really knows why, but Chief Magnus, Tucson Chief Magnus, in the article points out that guns are a problem. People have very uh, easy access to guns. That's that's the problem. Okay. That, you knew he was going to go there, right? Third thing I think you need to know, the University of Arizona, first days today, right? I believe. I could be wrong. It could be fake news. Uh, but the U of A has a thing called UA Presents. It's the shows, right? All the, the, the lady that was in charge of it was a black woman, and she resigned last week, and she said that she's going to sue the U of A over a culture of racism and discrimination. And she has been uh, told certain things, treated differently, you name it. Her accusations, pretty damning, though. And that's the culture at the U of A? She said it's other departments, other colleges as well. Holy smokes, I, I thought they only hated conservatives. Oh, I got issues there, huh? Three things I think you need to know. So, um, we have uh, we have a lot of stuff to to talk about to get to. I man, this is some major, major, major stuff. By the way, major stuff right here that again the media is literally ignoring. Think about it. Last week, what Trump had because the Rasmussen poll is a daily poll, thirty one percent approval in the black community. Then by the end of the week, jumped up to thirty six percent approval. Right? Okay, thank you. Um, well. Then Black Enterprise came out with a report. African-American business owners are on the rise. According to the Minority 2018 Small Business Trend Survey, the number of black-owned small businesses in the U.S. increased by a staggering 400% in a year-over-year time period from 2017 to 2018. Wow. Survey. This new survey conducted by uh, Guidant Financial and Lending Club interviewed more than 2,600 business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs. It found 45% of all small business in the country were owned by minority ethnic groups in 2018. And that's a dramatic uptick from 2015. Who was president then? When the total percentage of minority business owners was 15%. Huh. Wow. 
Uh, more evidence, by the way, that Trump is racist because his policies are making it more difficult for black Americans to succeed today, aren't they? Wait. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. But he's still a bad, bad, bad person and things like that. Right. Uh, when he calls someone a dog, it's only racist when he calls it to black people, says the media. By the way, I haven't played a soundbite all show long from John Brennan. I get Rush will be on that. Do you care? Does it bother? Does anything? Here's what. Okay, here's the story out of all that stuff. This is what gets me on this. You ready for this? Who cares what John Brennan says at this point? He hates Trump. Trump was right stripping him of his uh, credentials. But this is bad. This is terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Uh Uh-huh. Really? Interesting. November 21st, 2013. Politico had a story. You remember? Who was president in 2013? Barack Obama. Very good. Okay. Here's the story. November 21st, 2013 from Politico. White House looks to scrub clearance list. Wait. Wait, what? In a directive obtained by Politico, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, who is also a big critic of Trump, questioned the booming roles of security clearance holders. At last count, more than 4.9 million people held clearances, of whom over 1.4 million were cleared for access at the top secret level. Clapper wrote a memo dated October 31st, 2013, citing a Senate hearing back in December. When was it? November? Yeah, November. Of 2013, I write to express my concern about threats to national security resulting from the increasing number of people with eligibility for access to classified national security information, particularly top secret and top secret secured compartmented information. Yeah, he asked the agencies to perform a top to bottom scrub of the teeming roles of people authorized to access classified information and to remove anyone deemed not to have so called need to know. Huh. Uh, after that, Clapper uh, specified his own concern about contractors, like what he and Brennan are now. Agencies, he wrote, should debrief all government and contractor personnel who no longer require such access and update the appropriate national security database or repository. So they didn't want people that they didn't want to have the clearance. Do you remember the uproar in the media when this happened under Obama? Do you remember it in 2013? Because I don't. They didn't care. Now, they didn't care because they just didn't care. They only care about Trump, and they want to just destroy Trump. Every, you know, Trump sneezes. That's it. And they write, it's a, it's, a, it's a Russian thing. Who knows? Plus, you add on uh, the fact that... Um, the fact that they just didn't want to do any damage to Obama. They didn't question anything Obama did. Why would they? They never wanted to find out anything. They loved the guy. They loved him. So just wanted to keep you aware of that. I thought that out of everything, who cares what Brennan says? Who cares what Cla- Clapper this weekend said? Things Brennan says is uh, could be a problem, blah, blah, blah. But to me, the fact that you know now that Obama and the crew did the same thing in 2013... And no, no backlash from the media whatsoever proves once again why they're called fake news and why Trump calls them out. And yet they still don't want to believe it because they want to keep that narrative. Uh, 949. We'll continue. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.